or are we dialed in? Are we? Uh, are you am I talking? We're, we're, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Can you hear us? We're very close. I can hear you. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing. I've yet to hear any intelligence, but uh, and you're not going to. <laughs> that may change. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your fern- furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Which tools and are those? <laughs> while the economist fixes microphone, uh, we're going to try and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Hey, boys. Happy summer. We're back. We're back. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, oh, exciting. What is this? Exciting what beverage. Is this? this is homemade Home beer. Home, mm-hmm. Homemade Kolsch. Yeah, okay. homemade. Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of the... Um, what's it fresh out of? The, the keg. keg. keg the yeah. keg. Fresh out of the keg. This is untouched by accountant hands. That's probably why it's oh. exceptional. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we do have a show, but the, okay, to preamble the show here a little bit, I just did a road trip through the eastern United States. Right, right. I used RV share. Okay. So, have you guys heard of that before? Uh, you rent out your RV? It, yeah, it's like an Airbnb for RV, RVs. So I'm tired like of hearing about Airbnb for blank. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's a churro for RVs. It's a churro for RVs, which uh, for us worked out really well. And so we did 800 miles and 22 breweries in 12 days. So they it charge was, you per click? It was yes, but I just squeaked in under my allowable miles. Oh, nice, nice. thousand miles. So it's okay. not bad. Uh, so we traveled all over Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, Southern Massachusetts, and then down onto Long Island. So I was in search of the perfect New England IPA, the right. NIPA. The right? NIPA. Yeah, we love our hazy beers. Of course, we've kind of gone off them recently, haven't we? Not really. I, I mean, you have. Yeah, I, they're just yeah, speak for yourself. Yeah. They were so popular, and we're just kind of like, okay, we're we're taking a break from that. But of course, I'm there, so we were constantly on the hunt for the best NIPA, and it took us a long time to find one that was worthy. Yeah, it sounded it. like a lot were disappointing. It was it was a lot of experimentation for the show boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exp- just doing it for us. Right? It was all research, all research, but we finally found uh, two beers that were worthy, three beers that were worthy of bringing back. And I'll talk about the second one momentarily, but this no, one. No, no, I thought we were doing this blind. You can't yeah, talk yeah. about the beers. No, no, no I'm not oh. going to tell you. That's this oh, is. Okay, I get it. Okay. This beer yeah. tasted so much like one of our local beers. I wanted to do a blind taste test with you guys okay. and just see what you thought, see which one you preferred, and yeah. see how close they were. Because okay. it's hard when you're away somewhere and you taste yeah. something and you're like, oh, this tastes like home. So here we go. Okay. We have two beers. One is local, one is from Long Island. And the Mrs. Money Mechanic is graciously serving us. And and the Kolsch is our palate cleanser between the two. <laughs> yeah, basically, Correct. yeah. Uh, so what do we got? Number one? Everybody drinking that, number one? That's what I want. Number one? Number one, okay, okay yeah. so. Yeah. Fruity nose. Wow. Very good nose, actually. This is a hazy Nipa IPA. I don't think I've had this before. Hmm. Good fruit notes on the taste yeah. I, that's yeah. that's that's a very nice beer it's really good right mm-hmm. yeah. that's what i thought too if this is the one i'm thinking of it's very good so now am mm. i drinking all of this or am i trying number two no now? no you can just try number two now okay i mean it's kind of spoils it because you're gonna have the same taste in your mouth but <laughs> no i just Kolsch. Uh, you, yeah you've got a little <laughs> okay Kolsch rinse <laughs> the dead air in the this, podcast this is that we sniff. Much. Um, not quite as much nose, eh? That's category 12. That's number a juicy two? data, isn't it? 
Number two is Juicy Dot. Is that what we're comparing? I've never smelt Juicy Like I've never, I don't, I'm sure I have, but I don't recall smelling it Color recently. looks very similar. I'm pretty sure that's Juicy Data. You looked in the fridge, didn't you? You cheated. I haven't been to the fridge. I'm just pretty sure that that's Juicy Data. Good for you. If you can pull that out, that's exceptional. Because that, well, I'm not thinking, sure. I was thinking of what the best hazies yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. is one of the best around. It's, so exactly. that leads to. I agree that I haven't had one before. Yeah, I don't think I've had one before. So what's your preference between the two of them? To smell one is delicious. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I like one a little bit better. It's not quite as sweet. Oh, really? I kind of got it the other way around. One's a little bit more sweet. Which one's which? Which one, Okay, which one's which? Number one. Oh, yeah. conclusion from Rhode Island, Freeze mm-hmm. Brewing. Number two, Juicy Data, Category 12. Nailed well, it. Well done, yeah. buddy. I mean, to be fair, I thought of the hazies around and what the options yeah. were, and it yeah. was limited. So I was yeah. guessing it from was a one limited of two. Pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're both, I mean, they're both very good. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is from yeah. Three's Brewing. So let me tell you the story of Three's Brewing. It was really interesting. We ended up on Long Island for the last two nights of our trip. And at first thought, we're like, Great. We're kind of in the middle of Long Island. It was actually Farmingdale where I got my American engineering license. So it was kind of like a little bit of a memory lane trip for me. Right. But they've totally gentrified the place. The downtown is a nice little village area with good restaurants, a couple little small breweries. And we stayed in a campground just close by there, which was super nice because it's like five minute drive and you're right in this little village park and it's walkable. And, and we actually had a really good time on Long Island and we went down to the coast there. We went to uh, a couple museums and nice little sort of seaside towns on the, I guess it's kind of the North side of Long Island. Yeah. The, uh, the exposed side is all just like longshore beaches. Right. 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 So anyway, um, yeah, go ahead and let yourself out. <laughs> the dog. Dogs learn to open a door. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, three's brewing was on the list of breweries to go to. And this was our five brewery day. Like it was the last day we were not. Who made the list? It just went by Google Maps. Okay. Top five. Not sponsored, but we just go from our location. If anything was within a couple kilometers. Right. You know, just drop by. We're just having like a small sample just to taste something. We go to Three's Brewing and I got talking with a guy and he's like, yeah, we don't brew here. We brew downtown New York. Like they brew in Brooklyn. Wow. They're just like a little tap room on the outside. So, Where's the can there? Right here. Get a blurb on it. Uh, Let's see. Our flagship IPA bursts with fruit flavor and possesses a creamy body, reminiscent of a smoothie, brewed with a select blend of citrus, Simcoe, and mosaic, which is hops we like to use. Yep. Uh, So it's called Logical Logical Conclusion. It was the best hazy IPA I had out there. It was like one of the last ones, and I was like, man, I am bringing that home. So you almost go there? Is that what you, where your story was going? Was it it wasn't on the list oh, at okay. all. It just was happenstance. We're like, oh, well, we should go try that one because we were we were basically picking up some dinner in this one town, and there was two breweries, and the one of them had, I think I texted you, it had like a great setup, big, huge outdoor patio, dog-friendly. Yeah. Um, beers were average, but setting was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, let's just walk by this other place. Yeah. And it's more of just like a little hole in the wall that had, you know, three fridges uh, for buying beer. Yeah. And then not really, they weren't really pushing as much sitting and having yeah. a beer. There's like 10 seats type right. thing. But anyway, the guy was there. He was knowledgeable. He's like part-time brewer. So we're chatting away with him. And that's what I learned is like basically 
yeah. a Brooklyn brewery that has a tap room out on Long Island, and this logical conclusion was fantastic. Beer you had. Why, fantastic. Why is it always the small places that are way better, and the big industrial money backed places always kind of suck a little bit? Well, but this is the thing: is this was a giant thing. This was like buying a Phillips beer, right? I. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Overall, like generally the smaller tap room places, like the kind of better feel, it's a more enjoyable experience a lot of the time. So those are the other beers that I brought back for the show. Okay. Uh, from the best brewery we went to. Oh, the Ooh. best. What do you mean okay. by the best brewery? Uh, yeah. Okay. All round. It got the top all round score. Okay. 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 Anyway, well, this show is about financial independence, well, but maybe <laughs> not tonight. Speaking of that. Yeah. I don't think we've had juicy data on the uh, show before. Really? I don't think oh, so. Oh, we definitely have. And okay. Well, I especially, well, not this can, anyhow. No, that's a new can. That's new. Because they have a blurb that fit is kind of fitting. This, juicy da- uh, Category 12 Juicy Data Hazy IPA, and I wonder if they've been listening and wanting to get back on the show. Oh, yeah. Because their blurb says, we have meticulously, oh, no, it's before the blurb, it's their headline. It's beer worth leaving your career for. Oh. oh. Yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> quiet yeah. quit to that beer. Right? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What the fuck is quiet quitting anyway? It's stealing from people. That's what you're right. doing. Is you're it? Stealing you're stealing. You're stealing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're yeah. basically just like, I've still got my job, but I'm just going to fuck around and not do you, it. You know what? If it's worth doing, do it. If it's not worth doing, then quit and don't do it. Like, I'm, I hate that. That whole thing is just like, I'm just going to be a shitty person and it's okay because I don't like my job. Pound sand. Okay, by the way, these episodes now are raw Explicit. unended. Yes. <laughs> and they're still Explicit. for entertainment purposes only. They're these still. Are, these are just our opinions. So speaking of entertainment purposes only. Yeah. So you um, you did a review of the uh, Airbnb for RV RVs. Share. Yeah, RV, RV Share. Share. Yeah. And you sampled a bunch of breweries to find out what uh, the best beers for the show would be. Does that mean the entire trip is uh, is a write off? Absolutely. You guys are gonna. You guys are gonna owe me money here. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how much money we owe you for that. Well, let's talk about money since that is Actually, the theme of the show. We also have a beer sponsor for this episode. Nice. Yeah, it's been a, a while. But... They are not gonna like my invoice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Eddie... payable in American dollars. Eddie from Mission. Nice. Sponsored the beer right for this episode. Thanks, Eddie. Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. That's uh that's actually the first bought beer of twenty twenty three. No. Yeah. And it's August. No. Look at us I go. Know. No. I know. The listeners have been uh No. Anyway, awesome. Toit. Thank you, Eddie. Well, you know, we are heading into that soft landing that's not going to happen. Right. (laughs) Or has happened. (laughs) You mean the side of the mountain we're heading towards? (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about some money. Uh, So that was my first um, sojourn out of Canada for quite a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a couple things of note for people that haven't traveled or want to travel. I would, I never really put that part of the U.S like on my list of places to go right it, it's pretty cool there's a lot of history there of course that's you know massachusetts is where the mayflower landed and like it's there's a lot of old buildings and old interesting colonial well colonial and, and american history yeah i i do not dare to cross those two together because i was told while i was there it's like there's two types of history over this side yeah. yeah yeah of course uh, i thought the people were really nice Mm-hmm. In, in general, uh, everybody they met, like we were staying in the little motorhome, so we shopped in grocery stores. We did our own food for breakfast and lunches, uh, and of course we were in different breweries. And 
one of the nice things about popping into a little brewery here and there is you sit next to somebody on a stool and say hi. Yeah. And people were genuinely very, very nice. I feel that it was a bit of a biased snapshot because I feel that Connecticut, Rhode Island. No, yeah. <laughs> we're all real happy. Yeah. No, it, it, it appeared to me that most of the places that we drove through were very, um, I don't know if affluence is the right word, but very, they well, weren't well, struggling, right? Yeah. It was, it, it, it was like, it, people had money. Yeah. Uh, maybe not ridiculous amount of money, but Newport, Rhode Island sure had ridiculous amount of money. I would assume that it does. Oh, yeah. I was having a lot of boat drooling all over the place. Oh, I'm like, that, yeah. look at this. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And, and also like smacking myself on the side of the head going like, who spends that much on a freaking boat? Like ridiculous. Because you know that we know from having boats that 80% of their time, they don't do boating things. No. They just float around and wait for you to do boating things. If it floats, flies, or fornicates, rent it. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, we went to the Hamptons. Oh, God. What was that like? Uh, yeah, well, they kind of made us leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, longer story, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, we kind of parked a little, our little turtle. My, uh, my wife likes to call it the turtle that we lived in. And it's like, it wasn't a fancy turtle. Let's put it that way. And we park in like downtown um sag harbor which is in the hamptons it's like the uppity little village that isn't a historic fishing village it's stupid like, name for an uppity village right yeah could have come mm-hmm. up with a better one yeah. but surprised they haven't rebranded i'm like do you want to walk around she's like no <laughs> i'm like yeah we can't afford lunch here anyway i'm like do you want to go to the museum she's like yeah let's go to the uh whale museum i'm like cool let's go to the whale museum it was like go in it was nice and quiet no tourists learn about whaling which was a huge thing on the east coast right and then we're like okay let's bug out of the hamptons this isn't for us <laughs> and then, we, then we drove through a golf course <laughs> and i'm like are you sure we're not on a cart path because this really feels like a cart path we might be on a cart path yeah so anyway uh yeah the other takeaway was holy shit Expensive. Yeah. US dollars are expensive. Eh? Well, I, they're real expensive. The problem with thinking about money is yeah. that you do the mental math. Except when you're on vacation, then you shut her down. Yeah, but I still do. I still can't not. <laughs> that $18 flight is actually $24 Canadian, and that seems ridiculous. Yeah. Well, okay. And it's not even that the mental math of doing the exchange was the problem. It was just expensive before that. I'm like, $9 for not a full. 16 ounce pint right like nine dollars for a 14 ouncer and i'm like i think you get that wow. when you go downtown here we well, do yeah totally but that's where i'm going there is a little mental math yeah. tax on here yeah. for being in the states yeah. yeah and the grocery store like we were doing you know we'll go out for dinner do whatever right but yeah. we went out for dinner one night and the wife had a lobster meat croissant right lobster roll yeah lobster yeah. roll type thing right so it's like not nothing ridiculous yeah. and, and we're in a little pub in a small town right like we're not in the tourist district where you're getting gouged yeah yeah we had one beer each yeah and i had a burger with riddle me this twice fried fries with yeah, yeah. Du- with double the salt yeah yeah like that's the thing people say triple fried fries why the just fry them properly. Why do you do them twice and make them shitty? I, I'm not a chef, man. They yeah. were the worst. Shout out to the worst fries I've <laughs> oh, ever wow. had. Wow, ever. that's bold. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. It was so bad. I was using my napkin to try and de-salt oh, them. Wow. 
but I was hungry, so I was eating them. Yeah. And that meal cost us $85 American. Yeah, that sounds right. Are you f- kidding me? As you, uh... Plus your 45% tip. Oh, <laughs> tell me about your tipping experience. Uh, no, I'm so mad. I'm so oh, mad. What happened? Okay, so this is an anti-shout out uh-huh. to never, ever go to the Mid-Island Co-op liquor stores. Okay. Because I go to the liquor store, yeah. I walk into the fridge, and I pick up a six-pack of Corona because we were away for a week sitting on the beach in Parksville. Yeah. And I wanted a nice, refreshing Corona. Sure. Go to the till, put down my Corona. Lady behind the plexiglass till. Yeah. They still got their plexiglass up. <laughs> which is Scans, fine. Which is fine. Have no problems with that. Scans my Corona. <laughs> it's not personal, but it's fine. <laughs> Scans my Corona. Yeah. And then hands me the machine where it's asking for a 20, 22, or 25% tip. I had to pass like seven buttons to go to the no tip option. Wow. I'm like... It's a liquor store, and you've provided me no service. Yeah. This isn't just some magical, hey, this is uh, what things cost, but would you like to pay more money world we live in? Like It kind of is. But literally, you used to tip. The whole tipping thing was a server at a restaurant, and you would tip on the food. You were not supposed to tip on the alcohol you bought. You were not supposed to tip on the tax. And then we got credit card machines, and everything went to hell. It makes no sense. So my burger's $20 and I have a $10 pint and then I have $5 worth of tax yeah. and now I'm supposed to tip 30% on, on a 35 That's not how this works. You haven't done anything for the tip. Like, it's getting out of hand. I think everybody well, just they, needs... They did their job, which they're supposed to be paid for. Which they're supposed to be paid for. That's, yeah. Okay, so that's an interesting point, right? right? Because in the US, it's a totally different game than in Canada. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, like in, in Canada, if you work in the service industry, like say you work yeah. at a restaurant or whatever, you have a, a reasonable minimum wage. Yeah, the standard minimum. Yeah. Wage. Whereas, I, and I and this is anecdotal, so don't quote me, yeah. but in the states, you can work in the service industry at a restaurant and get paid like five bucks an hour, right? Because your the basis of your wage is predicated on those tips. Yeah. Sure, but again. So provide a, good service, but we're and I'll also, tip you. But we're also talking about a restaurant where I sip down and eat a meal. All other yeah. tipping <laughs> can go to hell. Well, I'm all you're your, doing is your you, tip per minute of interaction at a restaurant is much higher. Yes, it's much higher yes. because you have or an or actual. The, the, sorry, the minutes of interaction is higher. Yes. Yeah. Well, and if I sit down and I ask questions about the menu and you're attentive to whatever I need while I'm right. sitting there and eating, I actually under like. I tip well at restaurants. I tip nothing everywhere else because all you're doing is handing me whatever the thing I just bought was. Well, the Subway made your sandwich for you. I ain't fucking tipping for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So th- this is... Did the liquor store lady scan the thing? What, oh, what if so hard. What if the what, li- what's next? I'm going to start doing people's tax return and having a tip option on my freaking credit card machine? Are Probably you kidding should. me? Why wouldn't you? Because I'm not a douchebag. <laughs> Listeners may beg to differ. <laughs> well, a lot of people may beg to differ, but no, it's it's definitely something that where I saw it somewhere else too. Where it's like tip, really? Like I used to when I was going to college, and we all worked our. You mean the bottle depot? <laughs> oh no, no, I wasn't going to bring that one up yet. That's <laughs> yeah. yours to bring up, but yeah. no, I used to uh, deliver furniture, like drive around one of those cube vans and deliver people's yeah. furniture, right? Yeah, yeah. and. I also used to drive around and deliver people's pizza. Right. Okay. Almost at the same time. Not not the same time, but <laughs> during the same era. Yeah, yeah. 
I thought you were unloading furniture and pizza. I got your pepperoni right over here to go with your piano. (laughs) But I could go. I could go work at the Greek restaurant and deliver pizzas for six hours and make sixty bucks in tips. Yeah, right or more back then. Plus my minimum wage. Well, I I got paid per per delivery, which was actually pretty good. Anyway, but then I could go drive a truck around downtown Vancouver, deliver thousands and thousands of dollars of brand new furniture. Pounds. Pounds, heavy pounds of furniture, and not a single dime as a tip ever. Yeah. And if you look at it from a point of view, and 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 I'm, I agree with you from a service point of view, but like we would go out of our way. We're delivering high quality, brand new furniture. We would take our shoes off. We would lay blankets down. We would spend a lot of time ensuring that your brand new expensive furniture was put exactly where you wanted, that- exactly how you wanted it. And I didn't expect them to give me a 10% tip because they spent six grand. It's like 10 bucks each back then would have been fantastic, but we didn't even expect a tip. We did our job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we did our job. And I will actually say that is the one other place that I do tip is like, I had movers the last time we moved and they busted their ass for four hours straight to move all the heavy furniture out of our old place into our new place. But that was never a thing. I absolutely gave them cash on their way out. But that was never a thing. Yeah. No, I know. Like for years I did that and I did a few house moves and they're fucking horrible. Yeah, house moves suck. And tipping back then was not a thing because you were paid to do – that was your job. Go right. do your job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we were paid pretty well. Yeah. Right? right? So it's yeah. like you weren't trying well, to subsidize that's, your that's income. That's the other thing that really bugs me about all the tips is – I get worse service now than I've ever got. Oh, yeah. Because it's and just expected, expected you're going to get 20%. Yeah. Everybody expects 20% at a minimum everywhere you go. And it's like, well, but you were terrible. Like, right. you barely did your job. You were, like, were pissed off that I was here. And now you want 20% tip because you were pissed off that I was here? So, so uh, continuing on the same rant, in, in, the, in a lot of the brewers we went to, They've, I don't know if you guys, I don't see them here as much as down there, but the new point of sales are basically like a tablet. Yeah, it's a tablet. Right? Yeah. And they kind of go, bleep, 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 yeah. bleep. And then they turn around. And then they, and they flip it. it over, right? Yeah. And it's like, so it's been 30 seconds. And while I'm paying, they've turned around, poured two beers and put them on the counter yeah. and flipped it over. And some of the places, the minimum tip started at 25%. And up to 40%, I was like, oh, there's an option where you can use math and put in your own tip, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm like, not. I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but I'm like, you poured two beers. That's worth like a buck, a buck 50. 50 cents. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we could we could go on and on. Don't, don't want to make it sound like we're super cheap, but it's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. But I'm, not, I'm not cheap if I get good service. I will tip you for that. Absolutely agree. 25% everywhere. That's huge tip. Right? Yeah. That's, or, or 20. Or if you just tip... Tip the minimum everywhere that asked you to. That's a big bite out of your income. Oh, huge, huge bite. Yeah, huge. it's yeah. it's out of hand. Yeah. It's gotten completely out of hand. So what's it's, the- it's I think that's the thing is like it's another one of those things that has gotten way too far. Right. And it's one of those things that everyone's going to get fed up with. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people that really deserve tips mm-hmm. that have done their job and have gone above and beyond. And I feel like people are going to get so fed up that everyone's just going to be like, I'm not, I'm tipping zero everywhere I go. I don't care. I will usually try. I don't always, doesn't always happen, but I will usually try and tell somebody that they've given exceptional service right? as well as like the monetary reward, because in the heat of the moment, they'll cash out well, at the end of the night. They're going to cash they, out. They're not even going to look. They don't know who gave them 
25% who gave them 0%, right? Yeah. yeah. But if they've done well, I'll be like, hey, you're a fantastic server. I really appreciated your knowledge of the beers in this region, and you helped us out picking that up. Thank you. You did a great job, right? That, to me, I know it sounds cheesy, but that's worth as much as the money I'm going to leave them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always nice to hear that you've done right? well at your job. Yeah. Okay, ready for another beer? I'm empty, so... I'm yeah, I, I could use another one. Ready for okay, it. talk amongst yourselves, because apparently the, the uh, server we had was employed only for the first beer. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, maybe it had to do with the lack of tip. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should have tipped her and we would have gotten round two. Tip. Yeah, okay, all right. It is just getting absolutely out of hand, though. Yeah, I mean, the Bottle Depot asked for a tip. The Bottle Depot, yeah. really? It was... I think my bill was uh, ten seventy five, and my options were seventy five cents or five seventy five. So Something you, like so like you spent all the time to take back the bottles, and they don't want you to get any money for it. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that makes total sense. And you know what? If I went to the bottle depot and they sorted them for me, different story. I would totally tip fifty percent. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. If, if you sorted tip, the bottles for me, absolutely, yeah. I would tip you. Yeah. 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 Do you two uh, refresh your sampling glasses? I'm fine. Okay. We're gonna. What do we got here? Gears. We're switching gears a little bit on the beer show. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is the beer show. This is beer show and ranting about tipping. Yeah. I don't think uh, we have anything else to talk. Welcome about. Welcome to the FI Garage Beer Show. So, lucky, uh, lucky goat. Checkered flag on it there. Let, well, we're having a lucky. We're having a lucky logger. No, go. Oh, go. Lucky go. Speaking of lucky, I was going to tell your dad that beer. Where did we figure out that beer was made? The one that was given to us? Uh, anyway, the. Was it San Francisco? The Economist's father gave me some interesting bottles over there. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did you hear about those? They're full. The, 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 we're going to open them on the podcast because <laughs> I am concerned what's inside them. Go check them out. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Your dad's like. Do you want some old bottles? I'm thinking they're empty. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, they're not empty. Oh, my God. 1902 King's Ale? Yeah. Yeah. 1902 King's Ale. Yee. I think we should refrigerate it. <laughs> okay. So the story of... Dude, what? This is just an unlabeled capped bottle that looks like <laughs> it's from the 1900s. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think it's still good? Yeah, I, mean, I mean... There's only one way to find out. It's got enough booze in it. It's okay. Right. All right. So the story okay. of the road trip goes on. And we'd been to, I, I was disappointed at the beginning because we were through uh, some areas that had larger commercial style operation brewings, whereas it just wasn't personal, right? It was like hundred seats, right? blah, 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 big operation. You're like, why did I even come here? Everything's yeah. expensive. The beer's not good. <laughs> I'm a complainer. I'm a complainer. I've got high standards. <laughs> Meet this my standards. isn't my garage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I want to make my, anyway, so we... We drove past, it's funny, because we came down the hill, we turned right, and went off and did an adventure. And then we came back, Dwight's like, okay, turn here and go there, <laughs> and we're going to Lucky Goat. Yeah, Lucky Goat. And she's like, I like the name, we're going to the brewery. So we show up there. How can you not go to Lucky Goat? And it, it's classic, because you go in, it's this tiny little operation, the co-owner is behind the bar, and I told you, Kendall, I was going to give you a shout out. This is Kendall Peabody, who's the co-owner of Lucky Goat Brewing out of Wareham, Massachusetts. Did she comp you the beer for the show? No, we don't get comp beer. I had to tip him for this beer, too. 
<laughs> no, we we had we had giving away free. No, no. Do you know what he did do for us though? Is we we bought a flight, which is the four beers. Right. But he did give us a sample of everything. That's nice. Yeah, and he showed us around the brewery, and we got to hang on the back. And anyway, so without further ado, because I know you're thirsty, this is Lucky Goat Brewing Starter Saison Belgian Farmhouse Ale, six percent. And it says the starter saison is a smooth balance of spring renewal and summer fun. There's one more in the fridge for you. <laughs> Capturing earthy flavors and aromas, this saison is a traditional Belgium farmhouse ale that's perfect to drink on a summer's eve, paired Look with your that. favorite shellfish. Summer's eve. So we're in a we where, where yeah. the shellfish. Eh, well, you're a bit of a crustacean. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> That was minorly funny. <laughs> you didn't uh, bring any lobster back? I enjoy before? how much you're enjoying that joke. <laughs> you're right. It is, yeah. It is, uh, it's good. I didn't even think of that until I thought of it. <laughs> uh, so, can we talk about, since you were on a road trip... Yeah. The... Uh, you miss me? Well, of course. <laughs> desperately. Um, just the overall... You know, a lot of people choose to spend their time once they've retired on the road all the time. Fuck and that shit. I understand, you know, everybody to each their own, but like, that is my nightmare. I enjoy being home. You, like, do you enjoy being home or coming home? Nah, that's oh, a good question. That's a good question, but I think like both. Yeah. But isn't like, I enjoy getting up in the morning. I enjoy my schedule now. Like, isn't the goal to create a life you don't need to always be on vacation from? Like I still travel a lot and have vacations and I enjoy them. Right. But I also equally would never always want to be on the road because I enjoy where I live and what I do on a day-to-day basis. So you're never slow traveling? Never say never. I wouldn't not go do it and experience it, but I don't need to be on the road 24-7. Yeah. Okay, so my experience from van life for the right twelve van life. Yeah, like did we you, did. You throw out hashtags on your way down the, the highway. <laughs> yeah, hashtag van life. F F I garage hashtag van life. <laughs> no, so if anybody is listening, can picture like the Amazon vans that are ubiquitous now, which is kind of gross. Yeah, couldn't they have fucking got electric ones? And don't even get me started on electric vehicles. Anyway, <laughs> we had basically one of those, the Dodge ProMaster, this Camp Rise. That uh, they're actually a really nice vehicle for that type of thing. But for two people to live in there, yeah, for a week or yeah. twelve days, we have spent a lot of time living together mm-hmm. in houses and overseas and a lot of places. Sure, we can tolerate. Yeah. Right, but there's no way I'm living in that thing for more than two weeks ever. This right. whole like van life, we're gonna go live in a van thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in your twenties you can do it, and it, the romance of it and the adventure of it's great. But in your forties, fuck that shit. I am not living in a van. What was so bad about it? It's just it's Groundhog Day. It's the same thing. You're on top of each other. It's an adventure because we were traveling, and that's great. That's the point of it, right? Yeah. But it's not a functional base to have a life, right? So you'd rather a hotel room? Nope. Nope. I don't like hotel rooms either. Okay. Right? Yeah, hotel rooms if, suck. If, if I do eventually slow travel, like yeah. we've talked about, that's an option for, you know. Yeah. Then it's it's going to be in a condo or something yeah. affordable. With more than one room. With more than, with one, more room than one room. With more than one room. And you for... settle down for like two months. 
Yeah. The, I, I think out. that's the one is like, I hear a lot of people who are like, well, I was a month here and a month there and a month here and a month there. And like, I imagine slow travel as like, I'm six months here, yeah. six it's, months there. Yeah, but you got like, visa problems. Well, uh, I, even three though. Even, yeah. even three. 90 okay, days. Okay, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe 90 days. Yeah. But that's still, 90 days is I can settle in, I can at least you can like. get a routine going. Yeah. What do you think of the Saison? It's, um, it's good. I'm a Cheers. little, I'm a little skeptical of it. You know, skeptical. Oh, I think it's smooth. Your skepticism is taken poorly. I think it's. Uh, I understand that it, it's pretty sweet, which might be why he hates it. Is it is kind of sweet, yeah. It's pretty potent, though. I, I'm not going to lie to you; it's not up my alley. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm not a big fan of that. Interesting. They, they. This was not my pick. It was the Money Mechanics' wife's pick. This was her beer that she really liked. So yeah. that's why when she came down, when she heard we were drinking this, I said, "There's one more in the fridge." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because because we'll switch back to the Nipa after this, and this was just kind of like an intermediate for him. Right. 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 We're just doing short pours. We're just sharing one can each. So I, right. I I can appreciate what they've done with the beer. Yeah. But I just am not. It's not my style. So did I tell you about the brewery that was? A heavy metal brewery. Yes, you did. You didn't you tell sent me. me no, and, and you know who else you didn't tell? Who? The listeners. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing I haven't told the economists. We're the listeners. Oh, you got something in your teeth, dude. Okay. No other side. <laughs> no. Other We're side. doing this on why, why don't we have YouTube <laughs> right now? Don't why we, did we not get the cameras? People, I hate it when people don't tell you you have something in your teeth. Show me. Better, buddy. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, how, about, so, how about a booger? Do you hate it when I'm glad we just did that on air. Yeah. yeah. You got to look after your friends. Well, that's nice. <laughs> or your underwear. Or your, your, <laughs> yeah. Like all these things you want to know. <laughs> they really look to Is me. Is my weird. fly down right now? Should I check? I'm, I'm not looking under the table to find out. Because <laughs> if you did it on purpose, it's weird. <laughs> No, people looked at me so weird today when I worked, walked out of the paint booth topless. What, what paint booth? At work. Oh, yeah. So Your co-workers looked at you weird? Yeah, so I'm like, I felt so awkward walking out to the middle of workplace topless. So, so I'm rebuilding the scooter, as you know, in the garage, right? And so I'm pretending I know how to paint things. Right. And I'm very fortunate to have access to a very small little paint booth at work. Oh, I thought this was a body paint paint booth or something. (laughs) It was today. It was today. So I'm trying to use this gun and I knock the top off and I spilled like a pint of paint right down the middle of my shirt. And of course it perforates and it goes right through the shirt and I've got like this blue stripe down my chest right away. I'm like, I get the shirt away from my body. I'm like, Oh god, I can't put the paint gun down. I'm like, okay, so I get the paint gun dealt with and I'm trying to hold the shirt away from my body because it's like it's toxic paint. I don't really want this on my body. I'm like, how do I get this off my head? <laughs> so I finally get the shirt off me and I've got this racing blue stripe straight down the middle of my chest. Like it's probably so you can still see a little bit of it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a little tint So I'm like, there. well, I guess I'm hitting her with thinners. <laughs> I'm like wiping this off, and I'm like, the best part is he's worried about the toxic paint, and then he's rubbing himself <laughs> yeah. in the paint. Yeah. Well, then I'm like, I'm like, shit, I'm at work. That's there goes my t-shirt. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Right. So I'm like, ah, well, I can use some tape and some paper towels and like make a shirt. Can you like I, put on coveralls? Well, I didn't have them at work. I don't. I didn't have them there. Oh, rookie mistake. Lucky there was a hoodie in the car. Oh, yeah. okay. But I walk out of the pay booth into the <laughs> hangar, and everybody's working, and they're like, 
What's wrong it's with this idiot? Only, only one person's like, did you have an accident? And I was like, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Anyway, that was my day. Uh, what were we talking about before that? The Saison's not your thing? Slow travel? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so on that note of slow travel... I had uh, a little brief pregame beverage tonight with uh, Dr. Flyfly, who you may or may not know. The blog still exists. They don't blog as much anymore. What do they blog about? Uh, financial Fireflies. The oh. <laughs> Fire is in F-I-R-E. I, I understand. Oh, okay. I was... what's, what's with the fly? I don't know. It's okay. catchy. Yeah, I guess so. It's catchy. Anyway, they're a good author. They haven't written a whole lot recently, but they are a doctor, so they have that kind of like point of view. And the other one who we met at Camp Mustache, Archie, uh, who is doing the slow travel. Are they here? Uh, they were here briefly. Why didn't you say we were recording and have them on the show? Because <sighs> we, cause we don't interviews. do <laughs> they, interviews. Because they don't listen to the show. Oh, wow. And I've given them crap for that. Wow. But... They're also, we suck at interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. That's We're having the scientific having the fourth evidence. microphone here is terrible. not good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we did have a sit down, and they are off to. They've been back in Canada for a little while. Then they're off to uh, Jakarta, and then Philippines. Uh, oh, Mexico before that. So they're doing like those slow month travels, and then we were chatting about it as because they are both fire. They yeah. both retired early, right? And they are doing. Uh, they're not even doing global nomads. They're just doing like slow travel. They're not really doing any work when they're over there. Right. But that was a bit of the conversation was, okay, it's great, but they're trying to plan themselves three or four months out. And there is a little bit of thought and stress involved and like, okay, well, we can only spend 30 days here or how long is the visa here? And then we're going to leave the country. And then if we go to the Philippines, where are we going to go? Cause there's like, 80,000 islands in the Philippines. When I when I plan a travel, I buy a plane ticket. Yeah? Maybe. So sometimes like that that's as much planning as I can. See, <laughs> I'm I'm envious of that. Yeah. I really am because I can't do that. Okay. Like even when we showed up there with the RV share, yeah. My plan was to sleep in the parking lot behind a brewery. Right. For 12 nights. Right. Like I got a, I got a van. You don't need to plan anything for that. Exactly. Right? However, yeah. It was very hot, very humid, <laughs> and I kind of need some air conditioning every once in a while. Right. You didn't have AC. You have to be plugged into ground power. Oh, like you could you could run the engine and you have AC. Right, right. But to run the roof unit, you yeah. need some current. Right. Is there no roof units that run off propane? I don't think so. His didn't. Well, yeah, his we obviously that, his didn't. I no, did we know not. that for sure. No, the problem is, is that it gets a big electrical draw to run the AC. Like you run a heater, no problem off propane, right? But you can't turn propane. It's interesting because they but, use the I fridges. mean, I can run, I can yeah. run a fridge off propane. Yeah, yeah. So why can't I run an AC unit? I guess the fan. It's because it's you. It's a reverse heat pump, right? It's You're a running a heat pump. Yeah, I'm yeah. running a heat exchanger. Yes. Why can't exactly. I do that with propane? You could, but it would be massively inefficient. Well, propane and propane accessories. <laughs> <laughs> propane, propane. Anyway, so we ended up going to campgrounds to plug in. Right. Not a big burden, but except for the non-driving after the brewery, exactly. Like you couldn't get yeah, exactly. To the last no, no, brewery. exactly. That's was like we're like okay, we're limited to none just... of the breweries had plugs. The lucky goat would have let me plug in. 
And shout out Candle. I was like, hey, we're going to park behind your brewery. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of other places. I mean, yeah. and you know, honestly, it was like, I thought it would be much more kind of accepted. Because you kind of see that on the West Coast. Maybe we're just used to people living in vans out here. Right. But out I'm not there. Sure if that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a good thing either. But out there, it was like, there, we literally went to the Walmart close to where the wedding we went to in yeah. Connecticut. I'm like, well, worst comes to worst, we can park in the Walmart parking lot. But they got no plugs, do they? Giant signs. No overnighting in this Walmart. Oh, I thought no. every Walmart you were allowed to overnight. I in. thought so too. But I have since not learned. In Connecticut. Not, not in, in Connecticut. Connecticut. Not, not in very toity toity. Yeah, not in the uppity states. Oh, I forgot what we were supposed to do at the start of the show is mm. uh, I have to issue a correction. Oh your boating navigation Clearly was misdirected. I, I I said the wrong thing. So Kevin, who is currently on a very nice catamaran in the South Pacific. Yes. Uh, not your son. No. Not <laughs> my son. Correct. Other Kevin. Man, my life would that be easier. That kid's got a trust fund. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe that I said when with the buoy situation You're gonna in Banfield, I'm still going to probably gonna mess it up. Just I, We both said the wrong thing. Yeah, and so red return right means you're supposed to keep red, the right buoy. Return. Red right return, yeah. Is yeah. You're supposed to keep the buoy on your right. Which buoy? And the buoy. red one. The red buoy. Okay. No, this is, this is important. This is very important. Because this is where we got confused on that. Because we both know what we're talking about. We just explained it the no, wrong way. No, and I also, I said when the boat hit the rocks that they had gone to the right. Of, yeah. Which is not true because I was facing the, they went to the right of me. Or, <laughs> yeah, they went to the right of the buoy. I said they went left and I was facing the other way. So they went to the left of the buoy from my direction. Right. Technically... If you are driving a boat and you're coming into a harbor and you see a red buoy, you have to keep it on your right, not go to the right of that buoy. Oh, okay. And Kevin called you out on this? Oh, a big Yes, time. because I said that they went the wrong direction. Yeah. Kev- you said Kevin went the wrong direction? No, no, no. no. no, no Kev- oh, yeah. Kevin literally looked up the nautical charts in Banfield and was like, I don't see any rocks there that they could hit. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you got me on that one because yeah. I absolutely misspoke. Gotcha. Yes. So correction correction applied and uh, mm-hmm. good for you for owning up to that. Oh, d- another brewery-related item. Uh-huh. Oh, you got cards. That... That we're gonna, we have like this is the beer show. 450 cards each to give out. So if anybody listening wants a FRGR's business card, well, yeah, why did we get yeah. those? That was the economist. He thought, yeah, we, that was he thought we were going big. Mainstream. I thought we didn't get, I thought you said no go. We, <laughs> we have cards. We have, <laughs> you're the one who bought them. <laughs> yeah, we got lots of cards. Okay, so check this. This was actually fun. So again, one of the, uh, little fringe benefits of ending up in Long Island, which we thought was going to be absolute shite, which was cool. We went to this little brewery called Lithology, and we got there. Is that where the next beer is uh, is uh, coming from? Negative. Are you empty? I'm empty. Okay, go to the fridge <laughs> and grab a beer while I tell a story. But only get the ones that I tell you get. What am I getting? You're getting the white can, the Lucky Goat white can. Oh, yeah. uh, so... Lithology was a little, also a very nice little brewery in Farmingdale where it got, oh, I never finished the story of the metal brewery, but anyway, we'll get back to that. Oh, that's how we got down the hole. Yeah. yeah okay. Now yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. where we're going. Okay. So, but what they have there is, check this out, Hidden Treasure Long Island. There's 30 breweries that are all involved in a treasure hunt. Nice. I like that. Right? Think about this for the island or like Southern Island. 
or, or where, city where, of Victoria or wherever you live or city of Victoria. Yeah. That, and what they do is they go, so here's the, here's the thing is 30 free beer flights. So when you sign up, right, you get a free flight at each brewery. They have secret meetups at each brewery. Um, exclusive events, prizes and more. And they told me that the first person <clears throat> to get all 30, like go to every brewery over a period of time, gets in entered into and they have good sponsorship where the win is a full, full inclusive seven-day trip somewhere. The first person gets a trip? So I, why didn't you immediately drive to all 30 breweries and win? Well, we went to 25. 22, sorry. That's that's not a good <laughs> That's You still didn't <laughs> win. Why didn't you win? Well, we only had two days. So you're right. There's no excuse. I'm All I'm hearing is excuses. It's, Rule number 76, no excuses. Play like a champion. Yeah. The, the, the only excuse I have is it was mathematically impossible. How is that? Needed a helicopter. Oh, you, or a um, scuba suit. <laughs> they're different they're very different well you can swim. anyway cool cool idea for all the breweries to get together and support one thing to head out lucky goat brewing what are yeah what are yeah, we drinking this now? is the this white is can there's nothing on it nothing no information oh yeah sans information yeah, yeah. How, i hope how, you have the thing memorized i well i was lucid for 70 percent of the time all the time get uh kendall on the phone Kendall, yeah, we yeah. should wake him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's only uh, like, what, 1 a.m. out there? Yeah. You know what? Instead of telling you about the beer, I'll just tell you about the brewery. Known as the gateway to Cape, to the Cape. We went all the way to the end of Cape Cod. Lucky Go Brewing is in Wareham, Mass, base, based brewing company aiming to provide craft beer. Yeah, nobody wants to know about that shit. This is better than the last one. Yeah, well, it's a NEPA. This is a NEPA? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Why the hell mm-hmm. is it so clear? <laughs> uh, I don't think it is. Okay, hold on. Let me this look at the draft is, uh, list. Let me look at the draft list. Relax. Well, uh, we're not just going to relax. We're going to give you a hard time the entire time because you yes. forgot what you were serving this, us. This might you... be this might be the Lucky Goat IPA before the haze. West Coast Ape. No, it's uh, not a West Coast like, no? Maybe you should try it before you try and pick out what oh, beer it is. Shit. I got so many glasses in front of me. Freaking amateur hour over here. You have one what less you now. Doing? Well, you guys, you make me podcast so late at night. Make me drink beforehand. It's, <laughs> it's fucking still brutal. Late at night. You have no one to get you up in the morning. I had to work. I'm going to lend you a ten month old tomorrow morning just to scream in your ear in the morning. <laughs> lend me a ten month old. <laughs> Nobody yeah. lends them a ten month old. <laughs> Has a nice nose. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's better than the last one. This is the West Coast. Where are all the hops? Yeah, I'm, I'm lacking in the hop department. This is, I think this is the West Coast. Okay. Did they miss the hop shipment? Did they forget the hops? He's so confused yeah. right now. He's <laughs> absolutely concerned. It's like I bought the West Coast. Fuck. Let <laughs> me look at the can first. There were two white cans in there. Exactly the same. Well, yeah, the other Do one you think is the other one the is the West Coast. You, you know what this totally could be? Like, look at the labeling on this. There's uh-huh. like, we're not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what this is. <laughs> let's slap the let's generic label. It. Yeah. Let's go yeah, generic. This is a lucky goat beer. Okay. Well, regardless of what it is, what do you think? I, I'm getting a meh out of you guys. No, it's good. No, Again, I like it better than the last one. I don't. It's a bit grassy. I think it's, I'm pretty, I'm almost positive it's their uh, Lucky Goat IPA, which says it's before the haze, West Coast IPAs were king. Lucky Goat IPA is a classic West Coast IPA bursting with citrusy hops, crisp and refreshing any time of year. And I think the reason I bought this was because 
this is one of the breweries that didn't have like ridiculous nipas. The hard part there was like all these double IPA, double hot, and then you're like nine percent beer yeah, for 14% lunch. Fourteen percent or for lunch, and stupid, I'm hammered right? now. Yeah, yeah. The worst. So this one was like this one's actually still pretty strong, but there were there were it was surprising how many breweries there were trying to do West Coast IPAs. I'm like, and. It makes sense because, of course, a ton of breweries on the West Coast are doing NEPAs and East yeah. Coast IPAs. But this was the one that I tried that I actually thought was decent representation of what a good West Coast IPA is. This is the beer show. Oh, yeah, it's 100% the beer yeah, show. It's the beer yeah. show. Yeah. Are we going to talk about anything financial related? Well, we did the tipping. Yeah. Well, well we're, tipping. we're just ready to get into it. I'm ready now. Are you? <laughs> okay. Sure. What's what's on topic? Well, good for you for making through 45 minutes of beer batter. <laughs> So apparently, Christopher Freeland oh has has the, been has been involved who's, in the. Who's Christopher Freeland? I don't know. You tell me. She's our finance minister, isn't she? She's our finance minister who has zero economic background in finance and might take the award for the dumbest woman on the planet. She is the accountant's <laughs> favorite person in the world. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that stupidity knows no bounds with that one. I was impressed that she has been. Getting involved in the mustachian community and reading some Mr. Money Mustache, because one of her recent comments was that we should all just be riding bikes to save money. She also told us she doesn't have a car. I mean, she has a driver service for a couple hundred grand a year, <laughs> yeah. but she doesn't have a car, guys, so we should car just that, follow her lead. Doesn't she ship the car with her? Like everywhere, yeah. 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 Oh, Wouldn't my. you? I mean, if I was if I was on unlimited taxpayer dollars that I'm allowed to spend doing whatever I want, yeah, then sure, yes, drive. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't productive discussion. Oh, I yeah. know it's not. So productive. sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was <laughs> trying to find something productive to finish <laughs> finish the show with. Can we get like 50 minutes of quality in here? No, yeah, I don't think so. I don't want any quality. Uh, what did you bring? Oh, for next show. Oh, it's a next show beer now? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. I hate having beers in the fridge for like a month. <laughs> well, then let's talk next week. <laughs> no, can't do it. No. Oh, no where be. are you going? Actually, I could probably do uh, an 8.30 next week. This is beyond I can, time. I can do Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I can do an 8.30 anytime. Yeah. Once the kid's in bed, I'm yeah. good. Have you guys next week it is. Have next you guys, week. Have you guys bought any GICs? Uh, no. No. Still no. Have you? How much? Yeah. Is it 50% of your portfolio? Is it cashable for when everything blows up and you need to go on a spending spree? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's small potatoes. How so small? Just, just a little. Just a little. Well, I, it was it was idle. <laughs> I have a, I, I have a HELOC, though. Why? Okay, you have a HELOC. Why the hell are you buying a GIC when you have a HELOC? Well, okay. Dumb, dumb. You must be getting more percentage out of the No, GIC. I can guarantee you he's not getting more percentage out of a GIC than he is a HELOC. You don't have a 7.5% GIC? You've been shopping the wrong place. <laughs> it's another one of his alternative lenders that's gone broke. <laughs> no. He does get to write off the interest on <laughs> right. the HELOC. Yeah, there you go. Fuck you guys. Uh, no, it's tied up in registered funds, so I can't. Mm. Pull it out to put it against HELOC anyway. Okay, so. fine. I'll, I'll I'll allow that. Yes. Oh, th oh thank you. Thank you very much. So fifty percent of your registers funds? Or no, 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 no. I just had <laughs> I had I had cash available right. sitting there. We're talking. You didn't less... want to buy Telus? I I own a bunch of Telus. Yeah, but now how it's much? Cheap how much again. is too much? How much is too much? About uh, three months ago. 
Well, okay. All of it was too much. <laughs> okay, yeah. sold it. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So this is actually a serious question. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you already already have an existing position, and mm-hmm. like, tell us as a good example, or Bell, or an energy company, do you increase your position there when you see a good price, or do you just say I've got an established position and I leave it at that? I guess it depends how good you the value you think. Well, see, that's a very interesting question because if you're going on what professional investors would do if they have high conviction in a high quality company that is in the dumps for no reason yeah there's no limit to the amount they would buy fair yeah so if you had high conviction that telus is going to continue to create shareholder wealth and grow the dividend diversifications are relevant buy whatever that you can if that is your high conviction bet do you well that's a very good question but for considering our level of um stupidity yeah (laughs) i was thinking of a different word but uh yeah naivety yeah well just like i i i totally understand what you're saying and we've talked about that before where it's like Diversity is bullshit if you can make a high conviction bet. But how do I? I don't have the skill set necessary well, well, to then, be able yes, to make that. Then, then absolutely, there is too much that you can hold in a certain hold right. for your portfolio. Like one of the things that I've always thought about when I was purchasing something like that, especially I hold Telus in my TFSA, and at, at the very beginning when I bought it was like, generally you buy in lots of a hundred. Yeah. Right. But it was always gone on like, okay, how much do I need to buy to be able to drip a stock? And so that's kind of like, and then what do you consider a full position in that stock? Like if I'm dripping a share, that's kind of a full position for me. That's, uh, I completely disagree with that. A full okay. po- a po- full position in something is going to completely depend on the size of your portfolio. Totally agree. Yeah. If you have a $4 million portfolio, yep. a full position isn't a hundred shares yeah, yeah. or something. Like, no, no, totally. totally. Off. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but exactly. But what I'm saying is, uh, from a present percentage perspective of my TFSA, yeah, if that represents three percent or three or four percent of it, that to me is a full position of that. Then holding. you're going to have twenty five stocks. Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it is the problem. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, yeah. it's the well and true. full position of one account. You have to look at it overall. Of course. Yeah, we've gone through this a lot of a times. a million times. Yes, but the economist just said is like, why didn't you buy more? Tell us. Instead of a GIC. Yeah. 6%. It's a good deal. Sure. Yeah. The money wasn't in that account. Why can't but you have Telus in a RRSP? I could. Yeah. It's, it's no different than having a TFSA. Mm-hmm. Well, it, but it, it comes back to, I'll defend you a little bit here, is because people chase yield all the time. We yeah. see it in dividend oh, yeah. stocks all yeah, the yeah. time, right? Chase yield. But people... I, I, I'm being facetious n- when I say 6% good deal. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But... People also chase yield in the fixed income space. Right. And fixed income isn't for yield. It's for stability. Like you buy mm-hmm. treasuries and AAA rated bonds and, and, GICs. Like, and GICs. It's not about the return. Yeah. It's about building an element of stability to your portfolio. Yeah. That's what you're doing. As well as if I have a bond that right now is paying 5%. And the world goes to shit. We know that central banks are going to drop interest rates, which now make my 5% bond more valuable. It goes up in value. It helps stabilize my portfolio. As long as it keeps paying coupons. 
<laughs> Absolutely, as long as it's not something that can go broke. But I feel like a lot of people miss that, and they're like, oh, I'm going to have a 60-40 portfolio, but my 40% is in junk bonds. It's like, that's not a 60-40 <laughs> portfolio. You're at big, huge risk like, with you, that. You, yeah. you, you're taking on just okay. as much risk. Like, right. Just because it's an interest-bearing fixed-income security doesn't mean that, that it's less risky. Right. There's the reason and, and you even have... The, the stable like bonds that are not going to default... They still carry interest rate risk. Absolutely, they carry. If if you had government treasuries yielding one percent and now primes five, like yeah, that's gone down in value. Yeah, that's that's dropped a lot of value. Yeah, we we all know that. Right, and it doesn't matter if you're just going to hold that to maturity and then roll it and you right. get your one percent, whatever. Yeah, you're just losing but money in the interim, not overall. I feel like so often people forget that like the the purpose of the fixed income part of a portfolio is stability. Right. That's what it's that, supposed well, to be there for. Yeah, that's the theoretical purpose. Theoretical purpose, right. yes. Who says the guy with no bonds. Uh, yeah, zero bonds. Zero Absolutely GICs, no bonds. Zero, zero GICs, zero T-bills. <laughs> Just common stock certificates <laughs> and debt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I hold. Yeah. What flavor do you want next? There's more beer? There's more beer. You're at my house. Sign me up. What flavor? What are we having? Dealer's choice, always. I, oh. Well, it's probably just going to be blank, and you're not going to know what it is anyway. We're going to have a squirrel chaser. Do you know what that is? Yeah. That's local. Oh. What is it? From um, Dog Something Brewing. In a, a Duncan? Yellow Dog Yellow Dog. Company. See? Told Nanaimo? you there, told you there was a dog in Port it. Port Moody? No, not Port Moody. Yeah, Port oh, Moody. Mainland. That's not local. <laughs> BC-ish. Well, it's, it's not New England. It's not New England. That's right. So we're uh, out of American beers. Is that what you're telling us? Uh, well, you didn't really seem to like any of them, but I have another one of those. That's not oh, true. Oh, are you, like you kidding me? I freaking love the oh, local conclusion or that, logical conclusion. That was, like I said, that was the last brewery the last night. I was like, damn, I'm taking this home. Yeah, that's yeah. that was phenomenal. Yeah. Big, big fan of that. Okay, so uh, another actually topical topic. A topical topic? Yes. Nothing that you rub on you, but topical for the show. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I for sure thought it was. <laughs> well, I got beer on me, so it's topical. Uh, yeah. Uh, upzoning. Sorry? Upzoning. We're talking real estate now? Yeah. We just jump all over the map. We always do. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you mean how ineffective it is? Well. <laughs> well, I mean, Victoria passed the missing. Well. I guess, so it could be effective if you did it properly, but the way Victoria did it, they've had zero applications in an entire year for their upzoning program. I have a, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, do you have a sibling that lives out of Canada? Do I? Yeah. No. Really? I thought you did. Oh, yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. My sister's going to be real mad at me. No, I don't have a sibling that lives out of Canada. Uh, Melbourne's part of Canada, when, right? When you never see them, you forget about them. Right? Uh, uh, okay, okay. Where does your sibling live? Melbourne, Australia. Oh, it's Australia. Well, you failed. <laughs> where, where did you think she lived? Uh, no, I knew you had some. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> where I, did you think she lived? Just let me pour beer or finish talking. Dude, what is he do, doing over Look there? at this. It's overflowing the can. He they, must have thought. They got she... more beer into this can than it actually holds now. That's well, impressive. He must have thought she lived in Austria. No, actually, I was thinking New Zealand. Oh. No, she doesn't live in New Zealand. Anyway, regardless. In doesn't New she live in, in Tasmania? 
Yeah. Used to. Fun fact. Yeah. Oh, fun see? Fact. See? He knows something about me. I got a friend that lives in town. I mean, I didn't even know I had a sister, and he knows where she used to live. <laughs> Let's get back on track here, boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Upzoning. Upzoning. <laughs> Tell up us more. What oh. is it? Okay. For f- Upzoning. <laughs> yeah. This is the last time we have high alcohol beers on the show. The listeners uh, want to know what's I know. upzoning. Okay. What well, is upzoning? Why, do, why am I always the one who have to do the descriptions? You know you're I the suck. one who brings it up. And also it's the most entertaining <laughs> <Yeah>. by far. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. So upzoning. <laughs> How many more times can we say that word? It starts to sound funny when you say over. Yeah, yeah, I, had to, yeah. I had to put a foam kit in the helicopter and I kept having to type foam, F-O-A-M. <laughs> Look at that over and over Fo-over. and over again. Foam. Yeah. Foam. Foam. I was saying foam for a while. <laughs> anyway, I diverge. Uh, so upzoning is the process of ideally making housing more affordable by incentivizing uh, municipalities, communities to develop duplexes, triplexes, higher density living within a reasonable manner instead of putting up like a 20-story high-rise they're going to say your single family home that's a 6000 square foot lot you can do better like the accountant's already done you've put in a garden suite things like that so the whole point of upzoning more families per lot in theory yes is to take all the space that's available the single family space and add density in a reasonable way do you guys? I don't know if reasonable is the word you want to use. Okay, well, well, help, probably not the word. Help yeah. me out. Fill in what I missed there. Did uh, I miss anything? In a controlled way. Mm-hmm. So, to give an example of this, the city of Victoria created new bylaws called their Missing Middle Program. Right. Um, where any lot in the bounds of the city of Victoria were allowed to have. If they met certain specifications, up to six units in one lot or five townhouses on a lot if you met the size and site coverage and all of that stuff. Right. The issue with the upzoning thing is twofold. Okay. I, I want to hear what your issues are, but before we get too deep into that too, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you finish. I just want to say is like, I wanted to bring to the forefront what I had read about and how yeah. it's supposed to work. So let's, let's lead hear- with that. Let's lead with how it's supposed to work. And then I'll discuss what, okay. I've, I've tried to do it and it doesn't work. Sure. Okay. Well, okay. That's so the article that I read and let's just use everything that we talk about with a grain of salt, because I don't know what is 100% factual and what isn't. But anyway, the article and I read. we're drinking beers. Yeah. yeah we're and, drinking beers. And do not get the squirrel chaser hazy IPA if you have access what? to the juicy data IPA. Yeah. Juicy data is much better. Yeah. Oh, so that's the tasting notes. Yeah. This is pretty good though. I like it. Oh, it's still good, it's but okay. juicy data is better. Juicy data. Okay. Well, or if you go. have access to logical conclusion, do not get the yes. squirrel chaser. If you're in Brooklyn, then go get yeah. a logical conclusion. It is the, Logical conclusion. <laughs> yes. That will be the name of the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the article I read was that New Zealand, which has had runaway housing prices, similar problems. The whole to world has had. Yeah. It's not. It, yes. It's a global but issue. They have, they have said that upzoning has been a success there because they have den- densified and provided more units and controlled the e- explosion of housing costs. But. What I don't think they address very well, from my opinion, what I when I read about it is like, 
if I have a single family home that's in a place that's going to get upzoned, my home's going to be worth more. Correct. And now you've just created a whole new level of uh, tenancy and creating rentals for everybody. And if you're doing that in a jurisdiction where being a landlord is, it's a detriment to you to be a landlord as opposed to a renter. I don't see it as a very good long-term solution. These are just my opinions. I understand the densification that works on paper, but now you're creating a whole bunch of people that weren't landlords before that don't know how to be landlords. And I, I don't know if I want that in my backyard. Uh, like, and, and let me stop right there. Cause I'm not a NIMBY that I don't want that in my backyard, but you know what I mean? It's like, I love it if there was a triplex down the road and there was more people, but I don't, I don't know. In it's, theory. In, in theory. But you're yeah, scared of the practice. I'm not scared of more people. No, but you're scared of how it will be implemented. I, I'm by... not, I'm not, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not sure it solves the problem. It creates more rentals. I think so it, it cre- also creates a denser sprawl. Yeah, it totally does. Right? It's yeah. not a focused densification. A lot of the cities that are – like Victoria is not a good example, but a lot of cities – are going to be yeah. quite uh, large geographically, and you're going to yeah. Yeah. spread out that core. Well, it ta- it puts a burden on your local services, schools, mm-hmm. and infrastructure. So, water. so healthcare, so water, you, electricity. So here's things, here's the thing: you've hit the nail on the head with yeah. And because I I'm all for densification, but I think you need to have a plan. Yeah. So you can't just blindly say, hey. We've got this amount of space and this amount of amenities, and we're going to add another 100,000 people. We've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, great. I already can't get my kid into swim lessons. Yeah. I already have trouble registering my child for school. And all of the things that the city, and I'm speaking specifically to Victoria on this one, have passed is we want more family housing units. We want to be able to support more families. We don't just want one-bedroom condos. We want three bedrooms and stuff like that, which I totally support because we need less 500 square foot shoeboxes in the sky and more actual places people can live. But the thing they've failed to bring in with that is, okay, well, if we're adding another 100,000 square, you know, 100,000 people to a 40 square kilometer radius, we need two more rec centers. We need more services. We need more childcare. We, there's a whole bunch of things that go along with housing that we're also not building. Right. So it's not just a housing failure. It's an overall it's an infrastructure, infrastructure failure, failure right? that as a country I have seen across the board. We lack the ability to actually stop paying some idiot in some government building somewhere to sit there and give you a policy analyst analyzation on whatever the hell they're doing. Do you not like our new housing minister? We're not going to get into that <laughs> side of the politics. But well, he the, was the, he ro- was the immigration minister I before. Just, just stop. I told you I'm not getting into the politics. <laughs> Are you but, sure? But you need you need to come along. The government is supposed to come along and build the infrastructure for the services that people need. We deserve for our tax dollars, we deserve rec centers and roads and childcare and all of the amenities, parks, places for you to go but, play. But maybe you don't anymore. 
But then why am I paying 50% of my paycheck? Just to have the bare minimum. Okay, that's all garbage. Because there's countries in the world that pay less tax than us and have better everything. So it's... It's absolutely achievable if we hold people to higher standards, which we no longer seem willing to do. You know, uh, Sophie does. <laughs> Sophie does. Good point. You know what I? I and that, uh, wait, that episode of Mister Rancy Pants was brought to you by the Restrained Accountant. <laughs> the Restrained Accountant. Yeah. Uh, this is. I'm gonna say this is obviously anecdotal and and just an opinion because I have not fact checked this, but I was listening to a podcast that talked about there are states in the U S that as, as a state, Mm -hmm. uh, they are mandated that whoever governs that the party that's governing that state is mandated to maintain a balanced budget for the state. Right. And that, and again, that's great, but we should have a mandate of if the city is going to have X amount of people, we need X amount of, rec centers for children, schools for those families, like all of those things need to go with the increase in population. And we're not seeing the support services for families or any of that in the city of Victoria. Hospitals. Hospitals. Hospital beds. We have had the same two hospitals in the city of Victoria since... I was born. 40, 50, 60 years. And our population has grown... Tripled. Tripled, quadrupled. No wonder... I have to give another shout out though to the hospital system because my God, the nurses in the hospital are fucking phenomenal. So that's not the hospital system. That's not the hospital system. That is, that is, that is, the system is is failing. The people are good. The system is failing, but God bless the nurses at the Royal Jubilee hospital. They're phenomenal. Anyway, the other problem that with the missing middle is that the one in Victoria that they wrote for upzoning doesn't make fiscal sense for anyone, for anybody. So I did the math on the properties that I have. And if you had given me the land for free, I can't build to the specifications they want me to build and make money. That's why they've had zero application. It's like, hey, we're going to put through this missing middle. We didn't bother talking to anybody who would actually build it to see if it makes any sense. It's like, okay, you could give me a plot of land in the city of Victoria for free and it wouldn't be feasible economically for me to put up the missing middle housing that they've designed and make any money. Right. So I'm never going to do it. Right. Yeah. You, these, you can't just have like, oh yeah, people will just do that. <laughs> if they won't. They're not going if, to. If there needs yeah. to be actual, if okay, no I can make money right? off. If there's, if there's no, no incentive. incentive. It's like that age old saying, you show me the like incentive and I'll tell you what the results are going to be. Right. I know exactly what comes from certain incentives. It just makes no sense. Well, so another anecdotal thing is they were talking about how to motivate municipalities to cut through some of the red tape so that building and things like that can happen more. And not to get political, but one party wants to incentivize municipalities and another party wants to be, I don't know, punitive or withhold funding one party wants to use the carrot the other wants to use use the the stick stick, right and it's like both work in certain situations it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because it's just it's at that level we were talking so dr uh firefly who i mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier they've been in the process of renting renovating a house in victoria for 
literally they bought a house a year ago and they're not allowed to move in yet. Yep. They spent a lot of money and time and a lot of time and a lot of permits just to try and do not like a not a massive gargantuan renovation. Like definitely a very big internal renovation, but they also bought a house that's fifty years old. That's you not need very old. you need to do a lot. It of... was due for some internal right. cleanup. It yeah, wasn't, not it, it wasn't like oh we want this to look nicer. No, no. It's like let's bring it up to yeah, modern standards. Done any, nobody's done anything. Nothing we need some new windows. Years. We need yeah. yeah, absolutely. Let's just modernize it and then we're gonna call it our house forever. Right. But it takes them a year. Yeah. Ridiculous. You like, need come more on. trades. Yeah, well, Plus university graduates. That's well, that's a whole. Don't another. even get me started on that. <laughs> More doctors. If you're going to graduate from university, you should be a doctor. Well, how about all the doctors that live in Canada as immigrants and aren't allowed to be doctors? Oh man, brutal. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. I definitely don't want to touch the immigration topic on this show. Well, well, it's not even the immigration topic; it's the integration topic. Like, why can't people do what they're trained to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not hard. This day and age? Hell, you want me to sign a disclosure saying that this doctor wasn't trained in Canada, they were trained somewhere else, and do I trust? Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Half the time, yeah. it's like, hey, can I get these stitches in not 10 hours? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or you I... You can know. always come over here. I got crazy glue on hand all the time. <laughs> we'll just dude. glue it back together. Yeah. That's what... Yeah, that's the new... Generally, new that's yeah. what I do is I or, glue things back together. For a lot of people, it's I need a prescription that I know I need. Yeah. And I've been tested 17 times. Yeah. yeah. Well, like... Yeah, I thought the pharmacies were supposed to do that now if it wasn't like a life-threatening or just an ongoing. No, I think they do it if you're in a pinch. Oh, see, and, yeah. And awesome. that, that is the life-threatening medical treatment is still real right. good yeah, in yeah. this yeah. country. Yeah. Where we are lacking is when it is not life-threatening. Yeah. I like talking about beer. Now you guys are depressing me. Sorry. Well, you said you wanted to start talking about finances. So I know where we're like at a buck thirteen, and people are like, "This went really bad." And went really <laughs> good. And it's like, let's end. Let's end on a high note, boys. Costanza, this thing. Well, the the whole housing thing. No, is... no, stop. Okay. Positive you... affirmations only. Positive affirmations on yes. housing. On housing. No, I fucked that. There's not much positive. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot of positive to dig out of that ditch. There is not a whole lot of positive to dig out of that ditch. But do you know what's an injury? Okay, but but it's a global issue. It's not like it's magically here's separated to Canada. Here's an observation. Like we started doing this podcast, positive observation. Ooh, (laughs) yeah, we're gonna do positive affirmations after that. Okay, Okay. I like myself. I'm good enough. Remember Jack (laughs) Handy? Anyway. crazy how we started this podcast three years ago just over three years ago and we were like boom we're into, we're all investing our money and everything's great the world's awesome and now it's like a little bit of it's like a bear market and like are you not stuff. investing your money absolutely yeah. well you're not you're buying gic <laughs> <laughs> boom yeah that was fair Drops it. that's fair i deserve that but it's interesting how our shows are more wrapped in negativity, complaining about housing, complaining about all this stuff, because it's the what we hear in, in the public, right? Nothing has actually changed from mentally. You mean, you mean like, our life is still good, right? Like, No, I, okay, I'll give you one. You want some positivity? <laughs> there has never been a better time in human history to be alive. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Unquestionably, 
no question. Everybody can be as negative as they want in the media and complain about everything that they're going to complain about. Yeah. But that's what gets What about all the smoke? There's never been a time where you have more opportunity. Everybody likes to complain about, oh, these people had it easier and somebody else had this. And we play this. on fire. We play play this game now about, oh, these other people had it easier. So it's so tough for me. Shut up. It has never, there has never been more opportunity in the world. Ever. And I Period. Love, I love that he's got the Kelso hair back. Yeah, the Kelso hair is back. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes the world a happier place. Wait, right? what happened? Yeah. What happened to the Kelso carrying a wheelbarrow of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're not to... on my computer anymore. What? I don't know. It was not by choice. It just <laughs> disappeared one day when I got a new computer. I don't know oh. how. The, I don't know how these things work. Gates was in there. Yeah, Ooh. didn't like it. Don't like it. Yeah. Maybe Kelso was in there. He's like, ooh. Might have been copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about that copyright infringement? I had Bermuda motor scooters with like cool logo. It looked like Harley Davidson, yeah. but it wasn't Harley Davidson. Uh-huh. You got a cease and desist? Big time. Nice. Wow. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to sell 20 t-shirts, assholes. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Like, like really? Like, I'm not really going to infect your brand. Did you make the newspaper? Uh, no, I just got a nasty gram and a couple friends have some really cool Bermuda scooter you should have gone to the newspaper. I know, right? Yeah, yeah you would have sold millions. No, he doesn't even need to sell. He just needs the rec- ad- free advertising. Free advertising yeah. is always nice. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, residuals from the websites would have been way higher. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right, well, we had a plethora of beverages, so um, thank you, East Coast. Which is another United reason States. why it's never been better to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Oh, you man. are not wrong. There's good beers. There's good beverages. And, you know, I'll even tip somebody in a Colbert wine store if they give me lots of advice on a good beer. <laughs> I'm tipping zero people at a liquor store. <laughs> zero people get tipped at a liquor store. Uh, anyway, so this is the uh, American Beer Zero Tip episode. <laughs> we'll come up with the name. Anyway, all right, boys, good to see you again. Happy August. Cheers. Till Cheers. next week for whatever the yeah, uh, yeah. economist has in the fridge. I am not available next week. Yeah, you are. Eight, That's a lot. You're absolutely available. 8.30 Monday. I know where you live. I will not be home. I'm stuck in traffic going to the West Coast on Monday night. Are you, where are you going? No, now we Where are you going? Where are you traveling? I have control. <laughs> <laughs>